Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England coming to you from the Fish Hunt Northwest studio here in Olympia, Washington. Uh, sorry we took a week off last week. I was uh, down with a uh, head and chest. Gonna try to get through tonight. Uh, if I can make it through without coughing and stuff, it'll, it'll be a miracle, but we'll see what we can do. Anyway, I want to welcome everybody to the show. Uh, obviously, Tommy is absent. Uh, apparently, he had a few things going on today that uh, precludes him from joining us here in studio tonight. So, looks like he uh, bagged himself a pretty decent whitetail. Uh, good for him. Not sure what that's all about. Perhaps he's doing a workout in the field there, doing some dead dead weight squats or something, but looks like a decent whitetail for him. So nonetheless, congrats, buddy. Uh, we'll see you back in here when we get back from the holiday. So um, good job once again. That guy's been putting some meat in the freezer this year for sure. Anyway, stuck with me tonight. Got a great show lined up. Some really good guests lined up. Going to premiere a video of when we went down and fished with buddy Kyle Bushelman. We'll get into all that here in a little bit. want to welcome everybody to the show, especially now if you're joining us here first time on Root Sports. I uh, want to remind you, take a little time, jump over to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com. There, we've upped the ante. You need to take advantage of this. Uh, Edge Rods, FHN30 is your coupon code for amazing savings on Edge Rods and, of course, combinations that we've put together for steelhead season. I'll talk about that here in a second. But check out code at uh, Edge Rods on all fishing rods not already attached to another reduced pricing. Uh, will be FHN30. Make sure you enter that at checkout. You're going to save 30%. That's a tremendous savings. Time to buy some Christmas gifts, if nothing else. And then, of course, at Phelps Game Calls, Fish Hunt NW10 at checkout. You're going to save 10% on all your Phelps Game Calls 
it's waterfowl season and we're still hunting big game. So you better be stocking up on your on your Phelps game calls. They got everything you could need. Check them out. Fish Hunt NW10. Uh, I mentioned it last week. I want to remind you guys if you're not taking advantage of this with edge rods, 30% off on a number of rods. You got um, you got options with the Silver Widow, the Black Widow, the First Strike. We got combos going out the door. They just got in a whole new shipment of Daiwa reels, um, baitcasters and spinning reels to put on uh, your rods for steelhead combinations. Take some time. Do yourself a favor. Even if you're a couple hours away, jump on down there to uh, Woodland area. Stop in at the Edge Pro Shop. Going to see Big Mike. He will hook you up with rod and reel combos, and you're going to save 30% and uh, put yourself together a nice little package. Take advantage of that. Best rods in the Northwest, and we're saving you a ton of money. Well worth the time and the drive. Not to mention they got a ton of things down there at the pro shop that you're going to need for salmon, steelhead, kokanee, whatever you need. Go see Big Mike at the pro shop. Save some money. All right. Great show lined up tonight. Pretty excited about it. Lots of content to cover. Running down the show. Uh, we took a little trip down south here the last couple weeks. Chinook fishing on the Oregon coast with buddy, longtime friend, Carl Bushelman. Willamette Valley Outfitters, LLC. Bobber and eggs for Chinook. FHN on the water. I think you're going to enjoy this. Part two with Kyle. Uh, how effective is the bead for Chinook, or will they take the eggs? Wait until you see what, what we had going on this morning. It was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Then bring it back to the show. It's been a bit, but um, always love having this gentleman on. Paul Kim, the Squid King of Seattle. Fish, PNW Guide Service, and Seattle Squid. It's winter squid jigging time on Puget Sound. Paul is here to get us up to date and fill us in on all the details to find success. Uh, then we'll have the final installment with Kyle on the Oregon coast, Chinook and Bobber for uh, Chinook and Bobber. Chinook, Bobber and Eggs, FHN on the water to close it out. Trust me, you're going to enjoy this content. Bring it to the show first time. I've been trying to get this guy on. He's so busy. Keith Johnson, KFish's guide service. Hey, it's late fall and B Run Coho time. Keith will. Walk us through the season and uh, give us some insightful uh, insight on things that'll work. And then part two with Keith, we're going to drill down on this. Plugs, twitching jigs, and spinners. Going after these B-Run, how to be successful. I mean, hey, we're talking mid-November, dropping rivers after that horrendous rain we had last week. And uh, these cooler temps, dropping conditions, water's clearing up. The fishing is good. I talked to Keith earlier this evening let me tell you, they put a whooping on them today and getting some nice sized fish. These B runs are in and uh, the fishing's pretty outstanding. So stick around uh, through the hour. Love seeing everybody on here. Gonna try to interact with you as much as I can tonight. And um, yeah, we're gonna jump out for a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Part one with Kyle Bushelman down there on a coastal Oregon River. Bobber and eggs for Chinook. Who doesn't wanna see that? Right after this break, right here at Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us 
to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. All right, welcome back here in studio to Wayne England flying solo this evening. Hopefully you are enjoying that uh, Chinook fishing with Kyle Bushelman. A um, little bit more of that to come later in the show, finish it out for you. But um, interesting how they're grabbing that bead. And do we get some on eggs? I guess we'll see. Hey, I want to welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Uh, this guy is no stranger to the Pacific Northwest. Um, Captain Paul Kim, uh, Seattle Squid Fish PNW Guide Service, uh, SeattleSquid.com. I simply refer to you as the Squid King of Seattle. So welcome back to the show, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I did to deserve that. But, you uh, know exactly you. what you did. You took Tommy and I out. We had a fantastic time. We got a bunch of squid. It was a great outing, and we made a phenomenal video that I know uh, people enjoy when they see us out there with you. So, uh, hey, let's get right to it. So it is fall, uh, soon approaching winter. It's uh, it's cool temperatures. It's time to go jig for some squid, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, no better time now. It's almost seemed like once uh, November turned the corner, uh, we had a little bit of cold snap, a little bit of rain, and uh, to push those winter squid into our Puget Sound. So we're having a lot of fun rounding them up. Right. So these are winter squid. Uh, why are they here this time of year? So uh, primarily, number one, to spawn. Yeah. So they're back in our sound. Uh, they're here to drop their eggs, uh, do their do their mojo thing, and then uh, you know get their offspring, you know, back into the whole cycle right yeah, so, right now uh, we fish for we them at night squid. we fish for them at night under the lights how come the nighttime is so much more productive than say going out during the middle of the day and going after them well number one uh, predators and so they want to evade uh, predation we had a just an incredible salmon season yeah and uh you know they're they're here and i think they arrived a little bit late because you know this salmon run had some extra legs to it and so yeah. we had excellent coal fishery uh that that ran you know well into October and all the way through and you know we had a pretty good chum fishery from what I can see but that seems to be tapering off now but uh, just right after that the winter squid have made their way and, and made their presence in the sound yeah right so um, about what time of day let's kind of let's kind of start shaping this up for folks to follow exactly what this involves so what what time of day are you heading out of the marina and about how long is the trip into the evening yeah, so we're typically uh, meeting right right at dusk uh, as it starts to get darker, right around 5 p.m., um, right in downtown Inner Elliott Bay. Mm -hmm. And our trips typically range for about three hours, so not not a huge commitment. Yeah. Really family-friendly and first-time beginner-friendly right. uh, for folks who've never really fished or interested in getting out but then don't want a huge commitment. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great uh, opportunity to get out, get it done, and get back and uh, enjoy or experience Absolutely. something new. So uh, let's talk yeah. about your light game. You know, if Tommy was here, he would say the Squid King's light game is strong, is uh, the first coin. coin. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you've even upped it this year with your new boat, new light. How many lumens of light are you putting into the water this season? We are, we are pushing over 300,000 lumens oh my of, of LED light. And so we've increased an uh, extra 30% more lighting on the boat just because of the format of the boat and so uh my philosophy is the more light the better yeah the the that the bait better. and then it just kind of like a tractor bring beam brings yeah. in the bait 
brings in the squid. So yeah, you're like a that's, uh, that's why you're like a floating football stadium out there is basically what you are. <laughs> um, let's talk yeah. real quick, Paul. Let's kind of walk through some rigging. You're using light rods, spinning yeah. rods for the most part. Uh, you use like a kokanee rod or kind of what's the setup? And then, you know, I remember when we were fishing. With you. <laughs> I know what you're doing your kokanee rod. Uh, yeah, you had uh, a... So kokanee rod would be great. Uh, yeah, kokanee rod would be great, but we typically like a little bit of a little Ah, uh, looks like we lost our connection there. A little stiffer of a rod, or a little, uh, little, little something with a little more backbone. Uh, maybe we can get our connection back there with Paul. Typically, when we're fishing, uh, squidding with him, uh, jigging, uh, we run a uh, basically a dropper system, um, heavy, heavy uh, jig on the bottom, tiered up with uh, uh, three, three separate squid jigs, uh, with a cannonball sinker hanging underneath them. Uh, I think he puts them about a foot or 18 inches apart and uh, basically drop it to the bottom, come up a crank or so, and slowly just kind of jig up and down. You'll feel them when they jump on there. Uh, you know, there's no no bait, no scent, no nothing. It's the uh, fluorescence in the glow of the jig under all them lights that really gathers all them squid together right under the boat. And with the Raymarine electronics, you can see the clouds of squid under the boat. It is pretty impressive, uh, much like when you're shrimping. You can see the clouds of shrimp uh, under the boat, but uh, you know the squid will come in under the lights, and uh, they they gather around under the lights. And once you drop those jigs down there, and they they um, they get a lot of oh, we got Paul back. Okay, we got you back. So hey, I was just kind of explaining the rigging. So go ahead and walk yep. through that the rod, and then your uh, three jigs in succession, and how you kind of put those together. Yeah. So good question. So uh, typically, so here's here's kind of an example of a rigging. The two jig set. So typically, I like to use about 50 pound mono in between the two jigs. You know, anywhere from 12 uh, to 15 inches long. And really, not because you need that heavy pound of a test, but really just to kind of keep everything vertical, right? Presentation nice and straight while we're jigging, and so it prevents uh, the lower jig from foul. All right, looks like we're gonna continue to struggle with the uh, connectivity, Jordan, so we'll just cut them loose. So uh, it's a great opportunity to get the young ones out, get the family out. Like you said, three or four hour trip, he's leaving there out of uh, Seattle. Uh, I would recommend this time of year to, to get a hold of Paul. Uh, you can find him on Facebook, social media platforms. Uh, go ahead and, and look him up under uh, seattlesquid.com. You can find him at fishpnw.com, he's booking. Uh, squid trips, get out there and jig, get the kids out. And, and trust me, he'll teach you how to clean them. And once you understand how to clean the squids, they are phenomenal. Sherry makes a fantastic sausage stuffed casing recipe out of the squid bodies. It is amazing. So uh, unfortunately, we kept losing connectivity with Paul. He's a great gentleman to go out and fish with, either in the Puget Sound throughout the uh, season and or he is one of the top guys. That is why we refer to him as the Squid King of Seattle, because his game is second to none, and I know you guys will enjoy it. So look him up, seattlesquid.com, fishpnw.com, friend him on Facebook and follow him, and uh, you'll be glad you did. All right, we'll jump out for a quick break. We come back from that break, going to put you right into part three of our outing with Kyle Bushelman down there on a coastal river in Oregon going out after those Chinook. Don't go anywhere. That's coming up right after the break right here at Fish on Northwest. Hey guys, I'm Big Mike. Come on down to the Edge Pro Shop and see me. We've got all the best brands under one roof. We've got Hawken, Procure, Short Bus, Pro Troll, 
Yakima Bay, Get 'em Dry Jigs, Northwest Bait Scent, Daiwa Reels, North Fork Lures, North Wild, Brad's, Superfly, Rocky Mountain Tackle, and of course, the greatest rods ever built, Edge Rods. Well, boys, Kyle, uh, dude, always, yep. man, always a great time. Yeah, thank you. For Scott, sure. what'd you think about this? You don't, you don't you get know, out on these rivers a whole lot, or yeah, much, I'm you not know? much of a trip fisherman, but mm -hmm. uh, I'm starting to learn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's easy to learn when you're out with people that catch fish. Mm -hmm. Like Kyle, appreciate that, my yeah. man. Has and a dial. Focus on not only a lot of fish, but a really nice fish. Yeah, yeah which sure. I will remember for a lifetime. Yeah, mm. that was big. That it was a nice oh, little dude. brighter, but it's nice to let that fish oh, go yeah. too. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Keep yeah. it in the river. It's interesting. I mean, you and I are kind of bait thugs. Yeah. We've been doing it for a long time. And uh, we got a you know a couple fish on bait. I purposefully took the bead off. I said, yeah. these buggers have got to bite bait. Absolutely. It's interesting that the darker, kind of older, beat up fish went for the bait, the sulfites and the salt and the things that they want. And yep. the brighter fish we got today actually all came on beads. But, you know, that doggone bead under bait, Fishing a double rig is, and it was in pretty slow water too, which is not. It's a good normal. point. You know, yeah. this this reminds me of herring and three sixties. Yeah, I was a holdout. <laughs> I hated yes, you going were. to it, but you know, I yeah. like it now, and uh -huh. it fishes. And so I, I just I adapt. Um, I I still have faith in the bait. There's days that the bait will do just fine, but sure. maybe with the lack of flow, the smaller presentations mm -hmm. helping and. They liked it. I mean, it was every time that bobber came through that one yeah. zone for a bit, it was getting hit. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say he was. Yeah. You know, first bait through. <laughs> and that thing kept raining. I'm like, sit down, Kyle. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the weather. It was a little frigid this oh, morning. Oh, man. And the fish were a little lethargic. Huh? They were. Mm -hmm. So we figured, I mean, it was a little colder than we expected. Yeah. Um, I, and yeah. We, we kept That's waiting that sun. You and think? You know, as a guide, we have a lot of excuses. Well, you know, we'll just yeah. wait until we get actually so get 10 o'clock. As soon as we got to 10, when the fish started biting, but that was also when our guides unfroze. Yeah. So got we were able to time. Yeah, it oh, did. Man. And the fish started moving a little bit, they so it was did. nice. But even that steelhead you caught early, a little lethargic. Oh, yeah. It rolled 100%. in. Yeah. yeah. It, but the fish, after 10 o'clock, they got pretty they hot. All, well, they were spunky. Yeah. And it's not like it warmed up a ton. I mean, <laughs> oh, I had to no. come back down. I put my coat back yeah, on because it is right not now. exactly warm. I'm okay. So. Tomorrow's off. To <laughs> yeah. Kind of ease into be a this little cold, cold weather. So. so. Uh, nonetheless, though, great day, yeah. you know, yeah, didn't have to put up with the rain. That's always a bonus. A little yeah. frigid this morning, but uh, hey, we got through it and we got onto a good number of fish. So yeah, always a pleasure, man. Good. Appreciate right. it. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate you. Thanks, you. Right great, man. I appreciate it. Excellent. All right. Going to do it for us down here in Oregon. Going to jump out for a quick break. We'll be back in studio right after this. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that. I know we sure did. I got to tell you, man, that morning started out a little brisk. Uh, yeah, it was like 27 degrees. I hadn't been out in that frigid of morning weather up to that point, so it caught me a little off guard. But literally the fish started biting around 9.30, 10 o'clock once the sun hit the water as we kind of expressed. And oddly enough, we did catch a handful of fish on eggs. But believe it or not, as we also kind of expressed in that, uh, in that show, most of those older fish came on 
are the fish that bit the eggs were more of your older fish, the darker fish, the brighter fish all went for that bead. So don't uh, discount the, the productivity of a 20, 22, 24 millimeter bead when you're going after a Chinook because they certainly do jump on those things. All right, we'll jump out for a quick break. We come back, make sure you stick around. Got a gentleman coming to the show. We got some serious discussions on coho uh, with Keith Johnson. Happy to have him finally here. This is going to be great content. Get your notepad ready. This guy knows his stuff. Don't go anywhere. Jump out for a quick break. Keith Johnson, we come back right here, Fish on Northwest. New days, new beginnings, new friends, new loves, new dreams, new goals, new scenery, new job. No matter what the next chapter holds, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate will be there to help you find the new that's right for your lifestyle at any stage of your life. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Expect better. All right, welcome back to the show. Going to get right to this so we don't run out of time. Want to welcome to the show Keith Johnson, KFish's Guide Service. Uh, about time I get you on the show, mister. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, Definitely time to get after some coho, wouldn't you think, Keith? We got dropping rivers um, mid mid November. Starting to see some bigger fish. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I love about this time of year. If you want to catch a big one, it's it's right now, clear through December. Um, so let's kind of back up a little bit and talk about as the season kind of shaped up. Now you're you're uh, you're captaining a boat or skippering a boat out there on on uh, Westport out of Westport on the ocean yep. all summer all summer with Daryl. And uh, you had to be pretty excited about the numbers of Chinook and Coho you saw this last summer, thinking forward to the fall that we should be seeing a pretty pretty amazing year, didn't you think? It was incredible out there. I mean, you could not troll without having two Coho on, I mean, at once. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't even get four rods in the water if you wanted to. There was so many Coho out there, and we were weeding through them. I bet you it was like 10 to 1 just to get a hatchery fish, but... I mean, you could literally catch 100 coho, no problem. And would you say early to mid-season, were you seeing a high mark rate of wild fish compared to the, the hatchery numbers out there? Yeah, I would say most of them were wild, actually. Mm -hmm. um, or unclipped, I mean, yeah, I know a lot of fish that weren't clipped um, on purpose, just to make sure they get back to where they need to go. Now, we had a little bonus, too, going into this season when the uh, October 1 hit and these rivers around us that you and I love to fish so much opened up. Uh, we got that nice shot of rain last week of September, brought those rivers up, but they dropped really quick. And really, yeah. as we got onto that October 1st fishery, we were fishing moderately, almost low, clear conditions. So targeting coho uh, in that early part of the season, clear water, what was kind of the game plan? I know you're probably going after Chinook too with bobber and eggs, but targeting those coho yeah. in that lower, clear conditions, what was kind of your game plan? Uh, my game plan was, I mean, you knew that you had to make that perfect cast or you're going to spook them in those low clear conditions. Yeah. Um, but most of the fish we found um, were just really tight in the wood. I mean, you had to get a jig so deep in there and you were either going to get a snag or you're going to pull a fish out of there. Right. Yeah. You got to kind of, you know, fret with danger a little bit to see if you can yeah. get it in their jail cell and pull them on out of there, <laughs> lose a jig on exactly. the wood or lose a jig on the fish. So, uh, hey, so... Now we had that nice big shot of rain. Water came up substantially, got a little off color. How much clarity needs to get back in the water before K-Fish jumps back in the boat and is, it is out there chasing coho? I, I never worry about clarity too much. I, I mostly just look at the river. And in a lot of these rivers, 
I've noticed that the fish just really quit moving um, once they get up above, I would say, 6,000, maybe to 8,000 CFS. Really yeah. depends on the river. But as long as those fish are moving, um, you can really catch them in backwaters. There's plenty of places you can find water that's clean enough to to get those fish, you know, until the rivers are, you know, really, really high. Yeah, yeah. And then that higher water, you kind of mentioned it. You're looking for, let's talk about that real quick before we jump to break. Higher water like that, like we just came off of with all that rain, a little off color. You get in yeah. those back sloughs, in around structure, corners where you got a soft edge. What do you kind of look for where this coho are going to hold up? Yeah, I'm I'm really looking for water that's it's essentially not moving at all. Mm -hmm. um, I think they just get in there and have a break. And, and if there's like a creek that's dumping in some clean water, I mean, that's a gold mine. You know you're going to get a fish yeah, right there. For sure. All right, it it, uh, it moves quick here, unfortunately. We're gonna jump, oh, out quick, gonna jump out for a quick break. I'm gonna hold you over because we come back, we're gonna really drill down on plugs, twitching jigs and spinners, really okay. get, get these people fired up about these beer runs. So don't go anywhere, jump out for a quick break. We'll be back right here after the break. Fish Out Northwest. Support from Northwest Sportsmen make Federal Ammunition the world's leading ammunition manufacturer. Federal uses the industry's finest materials, giving you reliable ammunition that delivers superb accuracy and optimum performance. Northwest hunters rely on Sportco to provide the best selection and prices in the Northwest since 1985. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium in Fife and Seattle. Your journey begins here. All right, welcome back here to the show, Dwayne England Fish Show Northwest. Guest, Keith Johnson, KFish's Guide Service. For the break, Keith, we're talking about uh, chasing coho. It's uh, mid-November. It's time for bee runs. I know you guys put some dandy-sized fish in the boat today. Now we got these yeah. dropping. We got these dropping rivers, clearing conditions. Let's talk a little bit about a progression on your jig color patterns. If I'm twitching jigs, if I have three to four feet of visibility compared to when I get to gin clear, what's kind of a couple of your go-to jig patterns that you'll that you use in those conditions? Um, three to four foot of viz, real, I feel like any color is really going to work, but I, I obviously always have my old standbys. That black and chartreuse is one that always works, so right. somebody has to be throwing that thing. Uh, but I've been playing around with some um, really dark green and olive colors this season, and I never have, and those are working really well for me, too. Using those mostly in clearer water? No, dirty water. Is that right? Uh, how about when yeah. we get gin clear? If it continues to stay cold, I think we got some rain coming, but if it stayed cold, got low and gin clear, and you're back up into the wood and stuff, you sticking with darker patterns? Yeah, I, I like the darker patterns, and if that doesn't work, sometimes I'll throw a really big, bright one on and just see if I can get something, something interesting. Something crazy. In yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, how, about, how about your spinners? What kind of what size of spinners? You're, you're throwing hoochie spinners, some color patterns um, and sizes. I, I love those hoochie spinners, fours and fives, definitely. Um, and and obviously those wicked lures really do some work too. That black and purple when the water's clear, I don't think there's a better option. That is a good one to go to for sure. Yeah. Uh, you're running much pl many plugs this time of year. What's the what size of plug will you run as we get into these B run fish, little uh, bigger fish? I, I love those K14s and K15s um, until the water gets clear, and then I'm going to go down to like a Maglip 3.5. Yeah, smaller profile in that gin clear water, you bet. Exactly. What, uh, what are you wrapping on them? Putting some bait or scent uh, on them? 
Yeah, mostly sardines. Um, and I'll salt them so they they stay on, you know, for for a while. So you're not having to constantly wrap them. Tuna works really well too. I mean, straight out of the can, you don't have to do anything to it. Yeah, I think a lot of guys are surprised that you can just take that tuna right out of the can and just kind yeah. of papoose wrap the heck out of that with your magic thread. And it actually holds on the plug pretty well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's something about the tuna that salmon like. I don't know what it is. It's crazy. Hey, do you yeah. uh, do you take the time to swap your hooks out on all your plugs and put a put a snap ring with a with a barrel swivel on there so you got three sixty rotation on your hooks? Uh, every time, yeah, I always run a barrel swivel. Um, I I think it helps a lot. I've played around with the double split ring, um, but I always go back to that barrel swivel. I think it really helps, especially with coho because they roll so much. I agree. You don't want that plug wrapping around them. I mean, if you can avoid it, but yeah. Are you, um, when you swap out hooks, do you put both hooks back on? You're running a belly hook or you just run a trailer hook off of the back on most of your plugs? Always a trailer hook. Like on like a K14, I love like a four uh, Gamagatsu Big River. Yeah. And that used to be the best hook to land ratio for me. Don't you think that Gamagatsu Big River, uh, that sickle style hook with that anchor point, seems how we have to fish so much barbless anymore? That anchor point yeah. really seems to stick a lot of fish, don't you think? It, it really does. Yeah. And I actually offset those hooks because they're not offset so right i'll take those and, and offset it and i feel like that helps too yeah that's a that's an excellent point all right you got openings uh coming up as you get into the b run and i'm hopeful that we're gonna remain our rivers open um, yeah if there seems to be plenty of fish around so there there's a lot of fish around now there hasn't been um but all of a sudden i think the chum kind of got washed out with that last rain we had and the cohort are just pouring in. Perfect. Well, it's time to go get those big B run. And uh, yeah. I know guys can get in your boat and uh, and make it happen. So how do folks get a hold of you and book a trip? I'd like to get some people to jump jump in your boat with you. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, kfishguide.com. Kfishguide.com. That's correct. It's just that simple. Of course, you're all over social media. You got a huge following on Instagram, good following on, uh, on Facebook and whatnot. So you're easy to find. And uh, don't be surprised if I call you up and say, hey, let's go uh, fish and film an episode with you. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to make that happen. Right on, buddy. All right. Always a pleasure, my friend. Good to see you. And uh, get out there and uh, get some of those B-runs. Likewise. Thanks a lot. Have a good night, guys. You bet. Take care. All right. Keith Johnson, KFish Guide Service. Uh, look him up. The guy is a solid stick and will treat you to a fantastic day. All right. Don't go anywhere. Going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. Going to close out the show right here. Fish on Northwest. You haven't been here, but you know it. You've heard the sounds, smelt the air, and seen where your heart lands, if not yet. You haven't been here, but you've longed for a destination near or far, where the young and old find rest and excitement, not apart. You haven't been here, but you're on your way to a place not far. ExploreTheDowls.com all right, welcome back in studio here as we wind down the show. So a uh, couple things going on as of late. Um, there's been some information being passed back and forth between DFW and the co-managers 
Uh, Keith had kind of expressed that as of late, the rivers seem to be loaded with good numbers of coho. I'm getting those reports from a handful of other folks as well. So there seems to be a good amount of fish around. And historically, on some of these coastal rivers especially, we get into December, man, we get a really nice push of hatchery fish coming in. So there's things to look forward to on the coho front as well as, hey, are we gonna get that steelhead opportunity and kind of get that double dip if we can? Um, the pushback from some observations of the co-managers is their uh, commercial fishing fleet, so to speak, was not finding ample enough numbers of coho in the Queets and the entire Grays Harbor region so they're advocating to DFW for a possible closure. Now, this is discussions that are going back and forth. I tip my hat to DFW. They have basically said currently they're in a wait and see mode because of a couple of things. They have not collected enough data in their mind to know truly what's going on. They feel like the hatchery numbers that have come in are on par with what the preseason was. Now, we don't manage our fisheries based on hatchery numbers, but it's a, it's a model to look at. So. Egg take has been sufficient at all the hatchery programs, and that's all doing well. The other side of that is, okay, how are the wild fish and spawning escapement, are we gonna meet that? Well, they didn't have and haven't had a huge uh, 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 ability to collect data based on the commercial fisheries because they have a very uh, low participation of non-tribal commercial gill netters going after coho this year. They think most of that's due to the buyback that took place last year. So you don't have a lot of pressure in the commercial fishing uh, side of it to, you know, offer up the data for DFW to gauge it. So for right now, wait and see mode. Hopefully we're going to be able to keep the rivers open. Get us through November. Get us through December. Give us opportunity on these B-run fish coming in. Give us opportunity on the hatchery fish coming in in December and We'll have more information coming up as we move through in these uh, steelhead, the steelhead setting seasons as they come together. Uh, quick note before we jump out, no show next week, Thanksgiving, Thursday. We take that off as long as everybody else. So enjoy your holiday, happy Thanksgiving, and uh, make sure you spend time with family. We'll see you back here in studio in a couple weeks. Have a great week, have a great holiday. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next time right here, Fish on Northwest. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and Chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.